0: Off the ball.
1: Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball.
0: News
2: Talk 106 to 108.
0: Now, hello there. So, we've plenty from the weekend to keep us occupied. Allianz League's got underway. We'll play a Jim Gavin's very withering assessment of how the new rules have been implemented. He cites a lack of vision within the leadership of the GAA. We'll also have Tommy Welch with us talking hurling. He reckons Waterford are going to win the All Ireland this year. It is a Six Nations week, as I mentioned just before the news there. Monday Night Rugby with Eddie O'Sullivan and Matt Williams. We've got Pat Nevin on the football show after nine, where we'll also be joined by Rob Daly to talk German football. Borussia Dortmund, six points clear of Bayern. Will they see it out? 53106 is the text number. We are at Off the Ball on Twitter. We have the chief sports writer with the Irish Daily Stark here in Cunningham along with us evening, sir. How are you? And Richie McCormack as well. Hello. Well, well. Uh, There is one thing, it seems, that might uh, be challenging if you're uh, on rugby analysis duty these days. There's a lot of footage to go through. And uh, John Mitchell is the England defence coach and he was speaking on BBC 5 Live at England's training camp in Portugal this afternoon. And he has concluded Ireland's method to try and beat England. He was asked uh, how will they go about it. He said Ireland will try to bore the shit out of us on Saturday. Is uh, John Mitchell's conclusion after going through the hours and hours of footage? Yeah, of and
2: Jeff, and after four minutes, Joe, well done. I suspect <laughs> I was direct. Was you've
0: lowered was like you've lowered you lowered the tone. lowered the tone. The already. direct quote from John Mitchell: Ireland will try and bore the shit out of us. Before we get married, you
3: never swore. <laughs> terrible change. We're not actually referring to my wedding on air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> house rules. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, but uh, that's uh, th- a hell this of has a been comment. coming because Ed- Eddie Jones at the um, was it the official Six Nations launch last week? I saw one of his little uh, yeah. Flash video interviews, and he, he said Ireland have a very, and there was a very pregnant pause, and eventually I think he said methodical game plan, but I think he wanted people to be thinking boring, <laughs> dull, tedious, predictable, and if they think this is mind games, like good <laughs> luck to them. But can you imagine Joe Schmidt being phased by this kind of nonsense?
0: I wouldn't think so. It's very insulting, though, isn't it?
3: Of, of course it is, but, but I don't know if it is. What's the point of it? It's at of least crack, he's being you know? honest. Yeah, is it insulting? Yeah, you're right. It's not really. I'd
0: rather, I'd rather get like the defense coach win. of England has just been asked, "How do you think Ireland will try and beat you?" Now, he has just said they'll try and bore the shit out of us.
2: <laughs> What's wrong with that?
0: It's not the most analytical response. I don't think that's his answer. It's to not going to go Eddie into great Jones.
2: detail in Five Live four days out from the game, Joe.
0: Are you honestly telling me you think that's fine? That's normal.
2: It's not normal, but at least it's Rant. an opinion. It's not
0: an opinion. It's just it is an opinion. Deliberately insulting. I don't think Ireland win games by trying to bore the opposition. I don't actually think they play England against teams. Did for years, though. And hope, oh, well, hopefully they get bored.
3: But that's the way England played. for well, years. England what, bored people for well, what's, years.
2: What's so. the main thing about Joe Schmidt's that's been a constant over the last three, four, five years, regardless of success?
0: Possession-based game. Which, essentially, to a lot of people would be? Tiki-taka rugby.
3: Which is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they score a hell of a lot of tries for A lot a of rucks team,
0: A lot of kicking yeah. Although interesting I was seeing it was on the um, 42 of the piece Ireland in last year's Six Nations 23 minutes and 15 seconds of possession per game 23 minutes, 15 seconds what's the average? England right behind them Number two With 22 minutes of possession per okay. game Okay So Goals apart really yeah. there are we? Uh, we'll talk to Eddie O'Sullivan and Matt Williams. To be fair, Matt and Virgin Media last year did describe the Irish game plan as a bit boring, but that was different. That was different. <laughs> oh, Matt says it's grand. <laughs> Your little
2: buddy from the telly. That's
0: fine. The England defence coach, though. Are you excited his, uh,
3: about it? Other than being on the telly, mm. are you excited?
0: Ah, yeah. England coming to Dublin for the first time since ninety four or five for the opening
3: game. Is it the opening oh, game? I didn't yeah. realise that. Okay. Right today, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, no, massively. Obviously, the World Cup looms large. No one has managed repeat Grand Slams since the French in ninety eight. Mm. Wouldn't that be a major carrot to aim for? That'd be an extraordinary achievement.
3: Um, yeah. No, I think there's definitely more of a buzz because of what's coming down the road. Mm. And I know that there are there have been a couple of other World Cup years that there were great great expectations. But I think there's more substance with this term, and people believe in it a bit more. Mm. So because of that, there's uh, there's a huge excitement. Like I got I got offered uh, an interview last week. Uh, they did a few things to a sponsor. and I got offered Tyke Burns. So I spent hours reading up on Tyke Burns interviews. But then he, he got the the injury. I said he was going for a scan, and I thinking this is going to be pulled surely. And then. There was no word till quite late in the day, and, uh, but then it was pulled and I got a text and he could <laughs> Jacob Stocktail instead. Right. I said, so it wasn't a bad plan B and he was actually brilliant. A really interesting guy, like uh, for, for something like that, like it's, it's not, a, you're not given a huge amount of time, you're given 20 minutes or so, but for that kind of interview, mm. like it was, it's still a one-on-one It was, uh, it was really worthwhile, I was very impressed by him. For a young guy, like it's a lot to him, I think. When will we see that? Uh, Saturday day of the game. Right. Yeah, yeah,
0: brilliant. Was he doing? We're just that going
3: ends? into it, just wanted to you know his. Uh, just yourself. Yeah, right. yeah, but you know, like he's, he, you know, his father works in prisons. Yeah, you no, know, yeah. and he's gone in himself. He was talking about that a bit. It's quite interesting. And is his
0: father a chaplain in?
3: Prisons? Yeah, a chaplain, Presbyterian yeah. chaplain. Yeah, I talked to him a bit about that uh, Presbyterianism because my son goes to Presbyterian schools. I'm a bit curious about it because I don't know much about <laughs> the faith and that. Uh, He's it's uh, he's, a, he's a very mature guy. He likes Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan, which is unusual for a twenty-one-year-old. It's all right though. It's a hip-hop world. There's not many Johnny Cash fans of twenty-one years old. Jacob Stockton
0: has gone up in everyone's estimation, <laughs> and he's gone into I I, I do remember seeing quotes <coughs> around that theme maybe about a year ago where he was talking about being in prisons and. yeah he he studied
3: criminology for a while yeah yeah and i I think this was related to his father's work that the reason he did this but
0: realizing there's lots of people who are not necessarily bad people in prisons and they've been dealt difficult hands in life and having an appreciation for all that
3: yeah so yeah no it it goes into that yeah okay interesting. interesting
0: yeah great uh we'll keep an eye out for that on um saturday i don't see how ireland's approach is much different to say the all blacks both sides hang on to the ball Maybe you could argue that the Kiwis are better with counter attack ball, and that's why they're not labelled dull. But I'll take winning ugly every time from Jack, who remembers the bad old days in the nineties. It's a fair texting. We wouldn't be a counter attacking type team. Mm. Um, we were talking, we played on Facebook Live earlier with Matt Williams and Leo Sullivan talking about who'll play fifteen. You know, and they were Rob Kearney didn't have a great game at the weekend, but they both reckoned he'll play. We'll play it all after eight. But they were saying it's not Rob Kearney's job to counter attack. That's not yeah. the type of team we are. Yeah. Um, take it up and get through the phases again
3: I know this is hard to accept since we've, we became rugby country but um, we've always been rugby country we've always been rugby and country and we but we were talking about this a bit outside that I think it is a sport you need to, uh, it really helps if you've played it to understand it Yeah, as I would say you could you're more convinced of that now that you've got this gig because so. But even, it's so um, technical
0: even you know world-renowned uh, backs come in here and say they don't have a clue what's happening with the forwards.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know?
0: So even within the game, you're only qualified to talk about so much. We had Andy Friend on last week. Yeah. Who's doing a f- fantastic job at Connacht. Like they're one of the most improved sides around. And he said, look, frankly, I'm very reliant on my coaches in the forwards. I can sort of offer half an opinion if the scrum's going down, but really, I'm looking over at my coaching staff, going, can you fix that? Because I'm, yeah. you know, I played fullback and I'm not really. It's not my speciality. So even this coach who's doing a phenomenal job and has been in the game for 20, 30 years yeah. was saying, I have an opinion on, front, on um, what goes on in the scrum, but it's not a professionally valid one. So it's a mad old game.
3: Yeah, yeah. Who have you learned most from?
0: Richie, I'd say. <laughs> in life, Richie McCormick.
3: Best answer. <laughs> and it's True. He's been very uh, fair um, to all the pundits on pod, all, the all, artists all, formerly known as TV. You know, they're all good in their
0: own ways because the game will be unfolding, and if there's an issue with the break, then they might all say to Shane Jennings, what, "What's going on there?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll defer to each other in different areas of play, yeah. even in that environment. You yeah. Know, so because
3: um, yeah, I remember a few years ago, Jar had a Saturday panel. I can't remember who he had on. Uh, God, I can't remember offhand. But he the was explaining the difference between what a six does and a seven. Yeah. It was fascinating. I must dig it out. I'm sure it must be in podcast somewhere. Because when you, when you haven't played the game, you're not really sure. Like you hear people say, oh, he's a groundhog, or he does this, or he does that. And yeah. you go, I'd like a bit more detail. What is the difference in their, exa- in their roles? And to hear it explained, and the same between a 12 and a 13, to hear that explained properly, the difference in the roles.
0: Yeah, Brian Driscoll is worth checking out. He was on OTBM AM last week doing the depth chart for the centres. And he did at certain points talk about 12 mm. v 13, you know. Uh, certainly saying the difference is more profound when it comes to defending yeah, as yeah. opposed to an attack but uh, yeah it's an unbelievably technical game like we're only kind of scratching the surface it's very hard in radio when you can't throw diagrams and really slow yeah. things down but um,
2: anyway. I imagine in the crowds like more because I go, wouldn't go to that many rugby games in person um, but imagine in the crowd it can be very difficult to follow at times especially if you don't have a zoom in on what's going on in a ruck.
0: you
3: know mm. yeah
0: yeah it's a great point like I said I've learned the See, most from Richie learned the most from me <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh, I should remind you by the way we had uh, the much anticipated Colchis versus Dublin charity match in Abbottstown Brian Kerr was one manager John Giles was the other uh, Kevin Colban played turned up late but he got there in the end
2: played is a of a generous term okay yeah right were
0: you there no I couldn't make it either I've, se- I've, I've seen I've seen the highlights show I've seen some of the footage nobody gets uh, covered in glory it's like a Pinball machine.
3: No I mean. one got injured now. because People normally get injured in those kind of games. I do think anyone's moving quite fast enough. No, I've no. seen some media games where people have ended up with <laughs> crutches, bad um, no, injuries. No, no, Motion think. results
2: in injuries.
0: Low speed doesn't kill, thankfully, was the, um, the point from today. So most of the off-the-ball team were involved and the result is a uh, closely guarded secret. We're going to show you all the action and highlights across our show- social channels tomorrow at one uh, there is a rumour I'm reading here Adrian Barry did a Cruyff turn. <laughs> uh, and remember, it's all in aid of the Irish Heart Foundation's Show Some Heart for the Perfect Matchup campaign. Uh, so basically, they want the Irish Heart Foundation, you to, if you have a team or you've got a bunch of mates, challenge each other to a match and uh, Give all the proceeds to Irishheart.ie. Was there a
3: Ballon, ballon
0: Dar? Forward slash Perfect Match. Got to give that out. Irishheart.ie okay. forward slash Perfect Match. I don't think so. I don't. Um,
3: no man of the match. No. I, I really don't think anyone did well
0: beats. enough to warrant one. His, okay. Um, Would have been a waste based of Based the footage I've yeah, seen. Yeah. yeah. At one point, John Giles could be seen on the sideline, not sure what.
3: Questioning his life choices. Why, how have I ended <laughs> up here? <laughs> I've, I've, never seen, I've never seen him
0: look
2: Ma- emotional before, but yeah. I, th- I think he kind of definitely did at some point during the second half. Yeah. He probably
3: turned down a nice four ball for that.
0: Probably did and all. Yeah. Uh, so. Um yeah, we're going to play Jim Gavin and uh, Chachi uh, in about 15 minutes' time. Richie, you've got all the day's news.
2: Yeah, Ireland head coach Joe Schmidt has no new injury concerns out of Saturday's start of the Six Nations. The Irish squad back on Irish soil following their sojourn in Portugal. Ty Byrne and Ian Henderson remain the only confirmed absentees for the visit of England to the Aviva. Adam Byrne and Quinn Roo remain with the squad after joining up with the panel in Portugal last week. While Rob Carney and Jack McGrath both came through Leinster's Pro 14 win over the Scarlets on Friday night unscathed. Keith Earls was the first man in front of the media this week and knows the scale of the challenge coming Ireland's way this weekend yeah, Of course it's a top quality side um, you
0: know, just looking at some of the, the back three they've picked and it's hard to believe that one or two of them are going to miss out in selection they're the world class players um, I think with the the, the Van brothers coming in as well like, look, I think they're going to have threats all over the field and we are going to have to, to start strong not like we did in the last couple of years where we kind of had a slow start or Johnny Sexton kick getting us out of trouble, you know. I'm. I suppose that puts a lot of pressure on ourselves as well and look we're we aiming to start to start um on a
3: high but we know that the challenge that's in front of us is massive.
2: Keith Hill's there. Jim Gavin says the is lacking vision with its scrapping of the proposed three-hand pass rule. The Dublin manager was speaking after his side opened their Allianz Football League season with a two-thirteen to one-thirteen loss to Monaghan in Clonus. Uh, meanwhile, Dublin's opponents next week, Galway, opened their Division 1 account with a 13 points to 11 win over Cavan, while Sean O'Shea's proficiency with the dead ball helped Kerry begin with an 11 points to 7 win over Tyrone yesterday. Uh, typically, Brian Cody wasn't getting too carried away with Kilkenny's start to the 2019 Allianz Hurling League. A youthful cat's side were too good for Cork yesterday, winning on a two- 218-17 point scoreline. Cody was asked by his best friend, Oshin Langan, after yesterday's game what he wants to see from his side at this time of year. Actually, really, at this time of year, you're looking at attitude and, and the way they approach the thing and the fact that they just go about and just go and play, you know, but attitude is huge, really, you know, because, you know, if that's not right, everything else is wrong. That's Brian Cody speaking to <laughs> there.
0: I did uh, see, I think it was Vincent Togan today in the Irish Independent was um, remarking on Brian Cody's use of the word genuineness.
3: Yeah, yeah. Codyism. There's genuineness. Yeah, he uses there. the word genuine a hell of a lot. Yeah, definitely does.
0: So uh, we'll talk to Tommy Welch actually and get his thoughts on Kilkenny as well as everything else.
3: Yeah, uh, meanwhile,
2: Aaron Galan scored 1 5 as All Ireland champions Limerick uh, beat Wexford one seventeen to 211 at Innovate Wexford Park. Meanwhile, Wexford Camogie said they're actively seeking a new manager after Martin Kerry stepped down after the team failed to put it aside for their Division 1 league clash with Cork at the weekend. He was only appointed a year ago, and uh, the bunk, uh, bulk of the uh, Wexford team uh, were without the St Martin's contingent who were playing in car of Cork in the All Ireland club semi finals. Uh, but they were, failed to feel the side but hope to have one out next weekend for their next outing in the Camogie League. Uh, over a quarter of a century after his departure as a player, Roy Keane is back at Nottingham Forest. He's agreed to be Martin O'Neill's assistant manager for a second time following their five-year spell together in charge of the Republic of Ireland. Keane took Forest training with O'Neill this morning and was unveiled by the club as their new assistant this afternoon. And the Corkman speaking to their in-house TV is looking forward to being reunited with his boss.
3: When Martin got the job and, and obviously gave me a shout, you know, I thought, yeah, yeah, listen, once a few things fell into place, I was ready for it. But it's not, it's not going to be easy, but we, we'll have a good go. Obviously, um, I've used respect for Martin and the club, so it just fell into place nicely and uh, looking forward to it. As you said, I've seen the team a number of times over the last year or two. Uh, it's going to be tough, but hopefully with a maybe one or two signings, a uh, bit of
0: luck, um, you know, we we'll hopefully be competing. They had a good win at the weekend as well. O'Neill was ridiculed initially for going with three defensive midfielders yeah. and, the and then they won 3-1.
3: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, and they're up against it. You know, the, I think their last eight managers haven't lasted a full season, so all the odds are stacked against them. And um, the other question is, uh, Martin O'Neill going back into club management? Like his last Sunderland ended badly, didn't? Uh, Villa, I suppose, was, was different. You no, know, he had a couple of decent seasons, and then it was more or less a, a row over money that he ended there. But
0: you'd have to say his Villa job, in hindsight, was very good. And yeah, of course, finished, yeah. Uh, sixth
3: yeah, he had two top six finishes, two row. two sixth place finishes, I think. But John Robertson was still with him then, and a lot of people do th- say that he was the major influence in the training ground. Whereas uh, it's questionable what Roy Keane's influence in the training ground is, from what we've heard. So. I think
0: that's a fair point, given everything. It's funny. Um, Kev Coban was saying he was talking to a manager who's worked in England and Scotland, and would be very O'Neill-like in his approach. You know, we just do drills. That would yeah. be that would be training. Just if you know, drills, whatever, cones, few shots, little five-a-side, done. Everyone in, lads, shower. And Kev was saying to him, but like, you know, set-piece routines and tactics, yeah. and everything. They were like, why, why are you not doing that? And his response was, yeah, I've tried that. It makes no difference. <laughs> Interesting. He's like, i yeah. you know, tried it and at the level he was managing at, he said, it makes no difference, right. makes no odds. Maybe it makes a difference with players higher up, but he said, it makes no odds. So I just do it that way and out we go and try and keep the morale up. Mm. So, I mean, maybe with a club team, you can get away with it more than an international team. who we weren't playing alongside each other all the time. It was notable Ireland played their best football around Euro 2016 when they were all together for a prolonged yeah. period. So yeah. maybe a club level, you can get away with it more.
3: Possibly, yeah, possibly, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah. by this. You're uh, not sure it's that. He uh,
2: just in a, in a funny position. Like there wasn't too much wrong at first. They weren't. No,
3: there were only, only four Karenka. off the playoffs exactly. when he came in. When yeah.
2: Karanka was yeah. sacked, there were only four off the playoffs. So I, I don't know. It just seems like a strange situation above O'Neill. Like everything uh, running that club seems to be a little bit off. Yeah.
3: The, the other thing is O'Neill. Uh, I think it was twice before he turned this job down. So I think it kind of shows – I wouldn't say he's desperate, but I think he was very, very keen to get back in. And I, I think he figured, I'm not going to get a huge amount of offers. So I think that's why he jumped at it. So
0: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we have a new player for the Republic of it Ireland. It seems
2: to do, yeah. Will Keane set to become a Republic of Ireland player? The former England Under-21 forward is currently unknown with Hull City and has reportedly requested to formally switch his allegiance from England to Ireland. A process that will take a couple of months. Keane qualifies through his Dublin-born father Aidan and is taking the opposite route to his brother Michael, who played for Ireland at underage level before opting for England. Mick McCarthy is also set to continue talks with Leeds striker Patrick Bamford, while Daryl Murphy is still contemplating the Ireland manager's request to end his international retirement.
3: I'm a bit underwhelmed by this, I have to say.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's fair to say if you're a striker with um, the opportunity to get an Irish passport, you get got a hell of a chance. Yeah.
3: Well, like, w- Will of, Keane um, is 26 yeah. and he scored seven goals as a professional footballer, as a striker. He's 26. We're we'll probably getting another uh, Scott Hogan here. Yeah, but I think it just shows the paucity of options up totally. front. You know, there's nobody you can trust. Like, even Shane Long is a Premier League regular, but he hardly ever scores. Like, mm. he has a lot of other attributes, but... I think it shows a desperation. Even go back to Daryl Murphy's good. He's been okay club form, but you know he is retired. He is hitting his mid thirties, and he's been. They're trying to get him back. There There is a the chance cold. that he
2: could strike. We saw what happened with David Healy in the North. Like barely playing a game for Sunderland, gets on a run for a very middling team at international level, and scores a rake of goals. So you could gain confidence out of nowhere and keep that run going. At in level. theory,
3: but I think this kind of, to be honest, when you hear this kind of stuff, it kind of dilutes a bit of the optimism around. The supposedly handy draw and the dream teams, and, and you suddenly go, This is reality. we we'll probably lose Declan Rice, and we're getting a striker who never scores.
0: Look, Gibraltar first up. That's all we can worry about, Kieran. Okay. And I'm very Moses confident. Process Very confident. Uh, where are we going next, Rich? Uh,
2: next uh, to Neil Warnock, he concedes it's very difficult to concentrate on football with Cardiff City barely a week removed from the disappearance of Emiliano Salas' plane. Relatives of the Argentine striker are overseeing their own air and sea search after more than 4,000 people contributed to a crowdfunding appeal. The family have headed to Guernsey, near where the footballer's missing aircraft is believed to have come down. Cardiff returned to the field for the first time since the tragedy tomorrow evening, away to Arsenal, a game before which a minute's reflection will be held. Neither side will wear black armbands, and that's at the request of Salah's family. Warnock said today that some of his players have been undergoing counselling following Salah's loss, and he himself has been receiving help from the League Managers Association.
1: I would be wrong to say everything's back to normal and we, you know, firing on all cylinders, because it's not like that. You know, it, it feels strange. You, you, you feel, well, like the gentleman said there, you, you, you absolutely shut. You feel tired all the time, even when you've had a sleep, you wake up tired. Um, and I suppose it, it's to do with stress or what have you. The doc says, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem to get any easier at the moment whether tomorrow night is great, that, that I've got something else on my mind for a change, you know, because everything magnifies daily on, on the, um, you know, with the family and everything else, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's, I am really, not very often have I ever said, John, I'm lost for words, have I, Neil Warnock, but that's how I am at the minute.
2: Yeah, pretty grim. Yeah, the whole press conference is actually a really difficult Listen for somebody who kind of take the mickey out of a lot, mm-hmm. Neil yeah. Bornock, he's being very open and honest. And I don't think, it doesn't take much scratching at the surface to find the level of feeling. He's one of the few people at Cardiff to have any dealings with Salah on a one-to-one basis. He'd flown in a plane with David Ibbotson, the pilot, as well. Or sorry, Cardiff for the first side after the Leicester tragedy to play Leicester as well. I mean, this is all stuff that's been mm. piling up mm-hmm. and unfortunately. Uh, Alvaro Morada meanwhile has signed an 18 month loan deal with Atletico Madrid the Spanish international strikers endured a difficult 18 months at Chelsea since his 65 million euro move from Real Madrid um, Morada scored 16 times in 47 Premier League appearances for Chelsea and his departure from Stamford Bridge follows the loan arrival of Gonzalo Higuain here at home Cork City have signed Gary Boylan the versatile defender leaves Sligo Rovers after making a century of appearances for the Bitter Red and there's a battle of the bees to conclude the FA Cup fourth round action for the weekend National League side Barnett are looking to reach round 5 for the very first time they play host to Championship outfit Brentford. Kickoff at the Hive is at 7:45. With the fifth round draw taking place shortly.
0: Wait, Richie, uh, thanks very much for that. So next up, we're going to look back at some of the Alliance League action. We'll play what Jim Gavin had to say post-match. It was pretty interesting stuff, uh, especially on the uh, lack of vision from. The leadership of the GAA—they have failed to articulate a vision. It's a little bit of a nightmare at the moment. Or some of his quotes, believe it or not. So we'll play that in a moment. And uh, Tommy Welch should join us as well to talk about the hurling. That's on the way.
1: Off the ball. Find us on Twitter at off the ball. News
3: Talk 106 to 108.